Hey folks, if you've seen any of the great merch we have lately, we've got Witch Police shirts, we've got bags, we've got more gear on the way. That's all made by our friends at Divine Shirt Company. Whether it's screen printing or embroidery, heat press vinyl or graphic design, Divine Shirts is the place to go for your band merch. They've been doing some of the best stuff from the best bands in Winnipeg and beyond. And if you're looking to get some merch made, head over to divineshirtcompany.ca or follow them on Instagram and tell them which police radio sent you. Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! All right, welcome to Witch Police Radio. Here's a quick hit. It's a short conversation with someone who is doing something interesting uh, in the local music scene. So uh, the guest on this one has been on the show before, but it's been a few years. And when you were last on the show, we weren't talking about music at all, or, or at least not your music. We were mostly yeah, just talking about hot sauce and, and your label. So I think the best way to sort of um, kick this off is if you want to introduce yourself in the context of what it is you're doing musically. Okay, uh, so my name is Patrick Michaelishan. I was here for a hot sauce company that I have. I was here for a record label that I run, ran, uh, called Sounds Escaping. And uh, during this pandemic, I was had a I had months where I was just super, super bored. A lot of friends were putting out music. Uh, Andre is doing tapeworm with yeah. uh, samples and beats. And I love what he does. And my friend Susie has been putting out just solo experimental stuff. She's the she drums in Soft Switch. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. She's yeah. been doing uh, solo stuff using pedals and stuff that Andre's built. And I just saw my friends doing all this cool stuff, and I just threw my hat in the ring because I was bored. Yeah, and I thought <laughs> if they can, if 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 it's that easy to do, just to record something and put it out there. So I've been teaching myself how to, you know, record, mix, uh, come up with cool sounds, and yeah. started a Bandcamp. Everything is free. Everything's free to do. So I just started doing it and awesome well it's, it's a good yeah. use of time during the pandemic right i mean everyone is sort of stuck in this weird situation where a lot of the things we used to do just can't happen anymore so coming up with a creative outlet i think during this time is a, is a good idea yeah it's uh, it's been kind of wild like i don't work i just do the hot sauce thing so with all the farmers markets canceling right uh, it's sitting at home i do a lot of stupid photoshops for the business just to try to keep my mind going um and yeah, I had a bunch of gear kicking around upstairs, stuff that I've just acquired over the last few years, and I'd make bleep loops for myself and started messing around with Audacity and uh, multi-tracking and just making things that sounded good that I could listen to in the background. Like yeah. I alternate now between like William Basinski, Brian Eno, and then just the crap that I've been doing upstairs for for the last several months. Nice. Well, yeah. now the, the pandemic isn't over, and we have no idea when it's going to be over. But is this something that you are hoping to continue doing? Like, do you have the bug now? Are, are you are you fully oh, yeah. into this uh, music creation mode? Yeah, totally. Um, I so I started I, I started dating my girlfriend about six months ago, and she moved in, and had a completely different background, uh, more like acoustic, uh, maritime folk kind of thing. Right. But she saw all these toys and instruments upstairs, and started recording herself and. Uh, playing with the toys that I had and learning how to sequence and program a drum machine and things that I owned, but never really taught myself how to do. So she kind of drove me to do that with what she's been doing uh, on her own. And oh, cool. now that we're together, uh, we record a bunch of stuff together. And then when she's off at work, I go upstairs by myself and just do things that uh, I try to find cool things that I can maybe bring to the table 
with somebody who's actually musically inclined. <laughs> right. But yeah, but I've got the bug. I, uh, I've kind of befriended Greg Hannock from um, the Graffiti Gallery. Yep. And we talked a bit about music and we trade stuff back and forth. So that's been exciting. And when Space Doxa comes back, he's invited me to perform, which nice. I'm really excited about. And Susie from Softswitch actually started a group on Instagram uh, called Zewa Zewa Ooh Ooh Ooh. It's named after uh, D- Delia Derbyshire's song. But people in Winnipeg who are making solo experimental or small group experimental music are encouraged to submit to her page and she'll kind of showcase you. And she's done that oh, twice. Cool. She's done that twice for me now. And it's kind of like, it's not only I'm putting it out there, but someone else is taking that and just giving it to a slightly larger audience. So. Yeah, that's, I'm out there now. That, that's that's a, that's a good way to do it, I think, too, especially when you're doing something that maybe isn't, like you said, it's experimental music, right? It's not necessarily yeah. something you can put out there and be like, hey, guy who listens to pop radio, you might love this, right? So, but, so, I mean, it's cool that there's a community sort of for that kind of thing in the city. And, I mean, I've had I've had Greg on the show, you know, a couple times. I've had Andre on. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people doing this kind of stuff, um, you know, uh, it, it seems like there's a, a community around people bleep looping <laughs> with, yeah. with whatever they kind of cobble together and, and create their own weird soundscapes and stuff. So yeah, it's, it's cool to see that you're kind of becoming a part of that. Yeah. It feels nice to be a part of this uh, community that exists, but we're kind of uh, lurking in the bushes. Yeah. Yeah. Not really a part of a team, but then there's people who are saying, Hey, you're doing what I'm doing. And it's just friendships and recognition and, validation which is important sure uh, yeah found sure as an artist now uh to get yeah it's it's been fun it's been really really interesting one thing i like about what you're doing is uh i mean outside of the music itself which i which i do like as well but the fact that you're doing this under your own name is kind of cool because it seems like this is the kind of project that a lot of people will come up with an alias and this is kind of like this this weird experimental shit they do on the side but you're you're doing it as you which is kind of cool especially because this is sort of your first foray into anything like this right well, I know no one's ever going to have the same band name or want the same performance name. Right. And uh, I've got like I've got a bunch of musician friends on Facebook, and I saw Michael Falk put out a status a while ago about how he has a band, and it turns out there's like six other bands around that have that name right. too. Right. Right. So it's just kind of avoiding avoiding the headache, and just putting it out there. And it's easy to find if someone types in my name, it's just a another page that they can explore me at. Assuming they can spell it. Yeah, spell check <laughs> is something that I. I don't know. It it eludes my name, or my name eludes it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, what is your kind of plan for releasing these? Then I know, I know you're doing you're doing the Bandcamp thing, like you said, you're giving them away yeah. free. Is that sort of the, the the model for going forward? Is to just kind of yeah, when you make something, gonna, dump it on there and yeah. There's like I've got a I've probably got about ten uh, draft albums on Bandcamp that are just slowly filling up. I've uh, I'm always mucking around with Photoshop and collaging, and sometimes I make fake album covers for projects that don't yet exist so i throw that up there i come up with some song titles that i think are cool and eventually when i have audio that i feel fits that that i'll throw it up oh cool uh some some things are just you know long drawn out droney ambient pieces some things are a bit more uh sequenced with um whatever effects i feel like mucking around with it's just about finding sounds and finding something a bit cohesive and then chucking it up there yeah do you, yeah. Do you feel that over the course of this this pandemic and this time you've been working on it, that you have like a better grasp, I guess, on what your sound is becoming or what you kind of feel like your sound is, or is it still you're making it up as you go along? Totally making it up as I as I go along. If I hook up a bunch of stuff and it comes out sounding like uh, rhythmic vomit, then that's kind of the direction <laughs> I'm going to go in with that piece. Right. Right. And then if I make something that's like ambient and stretched out, then it's going to go in that direction. And I, I've shared my stuff with a lot of friends on Facebook and they say, Oh, this is something different for you. And for me, it's, 
it's just experimentation yeah. and and having fun. If it sounds good, then it's great. And if it sounds terrible, then I just delete the whole project and start from scratch. Well, that's the benefit of being a, a solo artist too, right? Is that you're, you're the yeah. in control of what you put up there and what you put out there. Uh, how much of it is, is improvised? Um, all of it starts off improvised. I'm just uh, turning, you know, delays with drum machines and filters and um, running effects. And then once I find something that's kind of cool, I figure out how I can replicate it and sometimes record it, sample it, or just be able to recall it quickly and kind of turn it into a pattern. Okay. Not so much a song, but just like something that sounds kind of pleasant. Uh, and there's things that I know how I can go back to. Like if I needed to recreate it for like a space docs a show, I know how yeah. I can play the hits uh, <laughs> again. But yeah, for the most part, it's just improvised. And once it's actually finished and I turn off all the power, then what's recorded is the document and then that's it. Right. Yeah. So, as far as, you know, the potential for doing this live, is this all stuff that you can do live on your own or would it have yeah. to be drastically reworked? No, it's uh, when I sit there, I, I hit record, I play, play, play. And if I screw up, I stop it, delete it, and start okay. from scratch. So okay. it's I could just set it up and kind of go and it's kind of uh, I feel like it would be if I did perform live like a post-rocky thing where you know you kind of have your soundscapes and then the songs kind of pop their heads above the surface. Yeah, yeah. Or like the um, the theme will pop its head above and then just go back down into a miasma of sound and then something else will pop up. So that's how I feel I could probably do it uh, as long as I can do it kind of in darkness or behind a partition. I think I'd be uh, I think I'd be great. Is that just I don't want... out of stage fright or something? Like, what, what was the reason for oh, that? Oh, totally. Yeah. It, totally. It's, uh, I, I feel like if everyone's watching me, then on one hand, the pressure's on, so I have to perform and I have to perform well. But if I didn't see that and I was just up in my room upstairs. Yeah. And well, it's, like, uh, it's like doing the radio show or the podcast. You don't see the audience. So you can say and do whatever you want. You could be comfortable. But as soon as you have that, those eyes on you, it kind of. It's a different vibe for sure. Yeah. It's a different vibe. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. it's kind of kind of interesting too that, that you you know you're doing instrumental music I mean, that's experimental and, and you're concerned about you know maybe playing something wrong. I don't think people are going to notice. I mean, I think that you you have the benefit of being able to do whatever the hell you want on stage, whether you're behind a curtain or not. And you know, people will be just kind of go with it, especially in a thing like Space Docs, right? If you're playing that yeah. kind of show, like I think people are accustomed to in that community, if I, uh, my understanding anyway, to to just weird shit. And yeah. <laughs> so you know, yeah. I get. I I don't think that there's a possibility to play a weird thing. But then when I, if I have like a loop or a rhythm or like something motoric going on, and then there's that slight misstep, okay. I know that that's the human imperfection. But I hear it and I'm like, ah. But if I can only go back and then, right. But yeah, like it's. I know that no one else will care. It's just. It's. I know that it's there, so that's going to just kind of bother me. It's like the telltale heart. Yeah, I know that it's yeah. buried under the floor, but. But yeah, it's. No one else has to know, but it's just my internal struggle. Totally. I think it happens yeah. to everyone. I've played in bands where, like, I thought the show was horrible, and people afterwards were like, oh, man, that was so great. And it's like, what are you talking <laughs> about? I was on a tune the entire show. How did you not notice, right? But, yeah, people don't. People, they, they, they dig it if they dig it regardless. So, yeah, yeah, you're covered there, I think. Um, what? So, Bandcamp is the spot right now to find this music. Yeah. What's the link? Where can people actually uh, track you um, on Bandcamp? My gosh. Uh, you can go down the rabbit hole and go from, like, Instagram to Instagram to Instagram if you find the hot sauce. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Patrick Michaelision. Um, you can go to ckuw.ca and just copy and paste the name, or you can copy and paste it off of Witch Police. Right, and um, the link will be in the show notes here too. Yeah. yeah, and the link will be in the show notes too. And then yeah, it's just stuff that I put up there that I do solo, stuff that I do with my partner. Okay. Um, 
and it's kind of ever growing. Uh, I've got a couple collections of just demos that didn't quite make the cut, or just like nice loops that I wish I could, you know, Lego into a full set. But, yeah. Uh, and all that stuff just kind of trickles out. And if you want to be my friend on Facebook and kind of have early access to stuff that I just send to everyone to say, "Am I doing a good job?" Yeah, you send me then, weird stuff all the time. It's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I appreciate that you actually listen to it and, <laughs> <laughs> and care. Yeah, it means so much. Right on. Yeah. Right on. Okay, well, before we end this, do you want to just plug your hot sauce? Let's. Uh, we might as well, right? I mean, yeah, this sure. is apparently a hot sauce show now because I've done two different hot sauce companies uh, I, on the podcast. So, I wish that you had the bottles so we can try them, but I know you're in a rush. Um, yeah, eighteen eighty two fruit based hot sauce is the hot sauce company. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and all that stuff. Uh, and then patrickmichaelishan.bandcamp.com if you want to listen to the crap that I make in the room upstairs.
Uh, my name is Quincy. I'm a 19-year-old singer-songwriter and musician from eastern Manitoba. I've been writing and playing for the past uh, nine years and keep on planning on doing it. Cool, cool. Well, I think to start this off... Um... One of the things that comes up a lot on this show, you know, I've been doing two episodes a week for, for years now, and this during the pandemic, people have been kind of struggling about how to get their music out there, how to, you know, get it heard, because you can't do live shows in the tra- traditional sense, and a lot of things have changed. And it seems like from, from your social media, you seem like you've been coming up with some interesting ideas or being part of some interesting ways to get your music out there, despite the conditions we're in. So maybe talk a little bit about what you've been up to um, as far as being part of live streams and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, when... 2020 rolled around i was like this is my year right i'm gonna release <laughs> tons of music and then i uh, released like one single and then i can get back in the studio so it was definitely like thinking well what the hell am i gonna do like my whole life has just been like playing live shows and concerts so yeah like i mean i think we've all heard of, like live streams and a lot of people have kind of like don't really know what those can be yeah and i've just kind of seen the mostly like on instagram and like facebook and there's been some like designated apps for them and actually i did my first live stream on an app called lively studio okay and it's actually been really cool and i would recommend like for any musician looking to do a live stream to check them out because basically it's built like right on zoom and everyone knows zoom and then it has like tip integrations you can sell tickets okay. it has like a chat full of like emojis and gifts and all that. And it's like, I found that like the people watching really enjoyed the experience. Cause it's not like, it's not like a live concert. Cause you're not going to get that. Right. You can't. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, it's, it's its own unique experience that you'd never get. Otherwise, like I have people from all around the world, you know, like family members from Australia and from PEI and from BC. And they're all got to tune into like my, I called it like a house concert. I yeah. wanted to be like an intimate sort of thing, you know, where, People can turn the cameras, they can talk in the chat, you know, I'm talking with them. So, yeah, that's kind of like I did one of those in January and I'm looking forward to doing more of them because it's just something you wouldn't have otherwise. Yeah. Like it's something I would never thought of. Do you, do you think, so, that, yeah, that's, do you think your style of music kind of lends itself well to that, to that format? Because, you know, from what I've heard of your stuff, it, it's very, it's very, I think intimate's a good word for it, right? It's very emotional. Mm. Um, and it seems like the kind of music that would would sort of need uh, maybe a one-on-one type of experience for an audience member. And since they can't get that now, are you able to sort of portray that uh, that kind of emotion and, and and with an audience and have that connection through a screen? Like, does it does it work the same way? Um, yeah, I think definitely like my music as opposed to like you know people playing rock or something that might sure. not come across as well. Um, yeah, I, I think the music that I play definitely would come across quite well because it's definitely more intimate sort of songs you know it's like slower kind of acoustic songs outside like some looper songs are kind of like more you know get people moving you know but i think for the most part you know as long as it sounds good people are going to connect to it and um yeah i had a lot of positive feedback when i did the show saying you know just how good it was and cool um yeah cool well where do you think um I always try to try to kind of file everyone away in my head as to where they fit in within the larger Manitoba music community. And I know you're essentially doing folk music. I mean, I'm sure there are other influences uh, coming in there as well. But have you sort of figured out at this point where you fit in within 
the community here because Manitoba has has so many different kind of subgenres and, and and little um you know divisions no not in a bad way but you know people are there's venues that really cater to certain types of music there's little mini scenes of different styles have you sort of found your people uh you know within Manitoba as far as like-minded musicians or or the type of audience that would appeal to you um it's definitely been like kind of a journey right like i had started doing country music when i okay, started okay. so it was definitely like a there was a big community for that right sure yeah and then i kind of leaned more like kind of folk thinking like you know kind of towns vans and kind of del barber sort of stuff yeah, yeah. and then i kind of leaned more towards like a singer songwriter pop folk pop sort of thing like an edge Sharon and stuff and it's kind of i haven't really found anyone that's kind of like the same like, like i found like you know there's like encore that does like pop and then there's like Indiax, you know, yeah. like Bowler or something, or Boniface that kind of do like this kind of indie pop sort of thing. But I'm kind of sticking more towards just like a singer songwriter, like it, like guitar driven mm-hmm. pop, which you know I haven't really found yet. But like you know, Mantle was so big, there's so many musicians. You know, someone does that, like hit me up, like <laughs> do a yeah. collaboration or something. Like love to see what people are doing. But yeah, like especially out in the country, like it's a lot of just like country or blues or musicians like that. Yeah. Do you think that being malleable though? I mean, you know, because you have the pop elements, you have the, the, the singer songwriter stuff, you have that country background. Do you think that kind of helps mm. you uh, in terms of, you know, appealing to a wider audience because you're not necessarily just the one thing. Oh yeah, definitely. I think as a musician, especially like in this climate, you have to be, flexible mm-hmm. right like it's not like sell your soul just you know to, like for me to play a country festival like we're not like no it's not like change your identity but yeah. like i i play like a, i've been playing a lot of markets and especially like last year that's all i had because of the restrictions i was able to play these like markets and there it's people of all different backgrounds so i throw in you know maybe a couple of country songs here or there you know i throw in some like more rock stuff like some led zeppelin or something yeah. to see some older biker guys you know they're like they like that, you know, like they want to hear stuff that they know. For sure. And I throw in some of my songs, I throw in some like pop songs, you know, I just like, and especially like the music that I listen to, it's not just like one certain genre, like when I'm in the car, I'm listening to tons of stuff. So that just reflects like the stuff that I naturally enjoy listening to and it's like well if i like the song i'm gonna play it my show yeah so. no that made it makes makes a lot of sense for sure and then, and then i think it's yeah. a good attitude to have too right rather to just kind of absorb everything and, and and put it out in your own style rather than just saying oh this is what i am i have to play this kind of this style of music right so that's yeah yeah absolutely being from from outside the city what is your sort of impression on on winnipeg's music scene i'm sure you've you've made enough uh kind of forays into what's going on here in the city um what is your view of it? Like, I mean, that's kind of a vague question, I know, but um, have you found that it's sort of easy to 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 get into the scene here? Uh, you know, is it is are people open to hearing new stuff from outside? I found that, that that's the case with a lot of people I've talked to, but I'm always curious. You know, for someone who didn't grow up in this, what it's like trying to trying to become part of the scene here. Um. Yeah. So, like you said, I haven't. I didn't grow up in Winnipeg. I live out kind of more like Lac de Bonnie area yeah. if anyone knows um and I'd say like yeah it's not like hard it's just you just have to get out there and play right like I've always been kind of focused well not focused I've been to the city I used to always go to like open mics you know my yeah. dad would drive me around places so like you know I've played lots of different venues and one of them I mean I've played park theater I've played you know different areas yeah. so I'd say like for anyone out there 
like you just have to go and like do some research like just ask someone go to a venue and say hey can i like play here like there's lots of like coffee houses totally. oh, i know fourth was doing some cool stuff you know there's sam's place like just like go there and say hey can i play like a show and most of the time they're gonna say hell yeah come play a show <laughs> like yeah you know like i wanted again like i was saying like i wanted 2020 to be like this awesome year because i was gonna have like this single leading into maybe a bigger project and play a bunch of shows in winnipeg kind of branch out branch out you know i'm an adult now i can drive myself right. you know like it's easy but you know i'll have to wait but so once things are better, expect me to play. Good. That's good. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that. But maybe that's a good a good uh, segue into what what. Assuming the pandemic ended today, it's not going to. We no one knows when it's going to end. But if it ended right now, what would be the first thing you would do? Like, what's your sort of plan of action as an artist once things clear up? Um, definitely playing live shows. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like if things cleared up, I'd definitely just book like every festival every show i could get my hands on on i mean like that's probably what every artist is going to say so, yeah, too because yeah. yeah like because when it comes to like album releases and stuff like sure like you know having the ability to tour is definitely going to impact like maybe not so myself but a lot of artists you know like they're holding music back because they want to wait till they can do like the tour run course, right that's yeah. what's comfortable but for me i'm looking at like i know we're going to be in this for like a long time so like i have music that i've been holding on to because that was that was back in like 2020 right yeah. and now i'm kind of looking like okay let's look at like a plan this year to kind of like start releasing that stuff you know maybe um, there might be some festivals that can open this year you know i've been in talks with some hoping that they can do some sort of run with social cool. distancing and stuff but i'm still looking at like we're still gonna be the same thing you know whenever touring is going to come that's fine but in the meantime maybe a virtual tour is kind of what's going to happen or just like some live stream album releases, you know, like might be like a CD party over Zoom or something might yeah. be fun. But do yeah, you, whatever it is, you know. Yeah, just roll with it, I guess, right? Yeah. Do, yeah. Do you think that you're better positioned than, I mean, like I'm almost 40, so I'm, you know, quite a bit older than you. Do you think you're better positioned as like a, you know, someone who grew up with the digital world to be able to do this kind of stuff? Because I, I've definitely found a lot of older bands are struggling more with just the idea of, all of this stuff, the live streaming, social media. I mean, you would have grown up with this all being around you, right? So do you think that you have a bit of an advantage in terms of just being a native to this culture, basically? Um, yeah, I would say, like, right off the bat, um, I wouldn't, like, if you're someone that's tech savvy, like, it doesn't even matter your age. Yeah, like, sure. You know, if you're 40 and you're tech, it's, but like you said, being tech savvy definitely is really important right now. Um, if you're not out there, especially like first off, if you're not like on social media at all, that's yeah. gonna be like a huge problem if you wanna like be a musician because like basically it's like eighty percent marketing. Totally. Like at this point, like there's like the days of like having a demo and going to a studio are basically over. Like basically your demo is what you post online. Yeah. And then the studio is gonna see that. And if they see it, if you get like, you know, a couple million followers, they're gonna be like, sign this person right now. Like yeah. Yeah, because they're signing artists every single day. You know, maybe ninety eight percent of them fail, but you could be that two percent that yeah. really make it. Yeah, but if you're not, if you're not on social media, if you're not doing that, you don't even have a ticket to that lottery, right? Like you're not even entered into it. So you have to, you have to be on. And 
especially right now with COVID, like yeah. you want to be doing like these live stream shows, you know, maybe you don't have it like ticketed if you feel like, oh, I hate live stream. Well, then just have it free and just yeah. roll with it. But, you know, people are wanting to hear you. Like you might not think it, but like people are fancy. Like they want to hear your stuff. So do a show, you know, yeah. you don't know until you learn. Like I was against these live streams for a long time thinking like, oh, it's going to sound like crap. And then eventually it's like, you know what? Maybe it will sound like crap, but like, I don't have anything else. So let's just let's yeah, try it. Exactly. Yeah. Well, where can people find your stuff? I mean, if someone's hearing about you for the first time on this show and they want to see one of your live streams or they want to hear your single, what's the best uh, option to, to track you down online? Um, I would say just go to whatever social media is your preference. I'm on all of them. Um, Instagram's kind of like more like my main hub because I've been, that was like the first one I started really using. Okay. Um, so it's all Cohen Sieg. Um, that's my handle for everything. Um, my website's like my main hub to find everything. That's um, CohenSieg.com. Cool. Right now, you might not find it because I'm actually re-releasing like a brand new site. It's going to be all like streamlined, have all my info there. Cool. I'm switching over from Wix to Banzoogle. If any musicians are listening, Banzoogle, super awesome. <laughs> you have free baby releases. Check it out. Nice. Um, but yeah, like my website there and you'll find Spotify, Apple Music, just everything there definitely yeah check it out cool ever since the day we met you made me feel so complete and swept me off my feet i never wanna feel the ground again where's my look at me when my heart skips a beat, it's like a good melody And I just wanna sing these words to you I've been feeling great about you lately I just wanna hold you close tonight Every little thing you do, it drives me crazy Drift off to sleep Cause that's when you're vulnerable And that's when you're most beautiful And I've been feeling great about you lately I just wanna hold you close tonight Trust me. 
me, darling, when the time comes, you'll see. I will tuck our kids in a hand, sing them off to sleep. And I promise I'll be the best that I can be. Glad you are my girl. I'm glad you're in my life. And I'm just glad I met you. And I'm kissing you tonight. And I never want you to ever be lonely. Just wanna fall asleep next to you tonight. And I just want you to know that. Every little thing you do, it drives me crazy. everyone. My name is Trista Shea. I'm really happy to be here and uh, thanks Witch Place Radio for having me. Um, so I'm a Saskatchewan prairie girl born and raised and only in the last, you know, maybe five years I started to go on this kind of singer-songwriter folk uh, endeavor um, after having played and competed in classical piano pretty much my entire life. And so the whole realm of songwriting um, is really new to me or was new to me. And, you know, in the past year or two, I've really found, I found more of my niche and my genre and my, my vibe. And so I'm really excited. I'm just, you know, just really getting started and really excited to start recording, creating an EP um, and sharing, sharing it with everyone. So cool. I'd say that's me. What do you think? I mean, I know you just said you're sort of starting to figure out what your vibe is. What do you think that is? Like, I mean, as far as when you listen to your stuff, when you write a song, what what style would you call it? I mean, I know singer-songwriter is such a vague kind of umbrella term, and it can mean so many different things. Do you have sort of a grasp on, on like, if someone says, hey, I hear you're playing music now, how do you explain it to them? Do you have a, a quick version of that? Oh, yeah. You know, people people like the things where you can say a word and it's like, aha, uh-huh, I kind of... You want to file it in your head, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right? It's like, I know that box. Uh, so my box, I'd say, is indie folk. Okay. Um, yeah, which, so as, you know, as a singer-songwriter, like when I was just on piano and just singing, um, so it's kind of like been this evolution into indie folk. Okay, that's cool. One of the things that I noticed, uh, you know, like the, you're in a, a, a genre, folk as a larger genre, where... There are so many people doing it, and I, I imagine it's hard to get your name out there and get, get get the word out there about you because, you know, we're in an era where you can record an EP or an album or, or a single in your bedroom with an acoustic guitar and, and put it online, and so there's, there's so many people doing similar thing to what you're doing, but one thing that struck me listening to some of your music that's online is you have a very distinct voice, and I, I'm not sure where that singing style comes from, but it seems very, um, you seem very able to kind of 
put across emotion with the way that you sing. So what is your what is your vocal background? Like, how, where did that voice come from? Because it sounds very different than when you talk. Uh, just just having this conversation with you now, it, it's something very yeah. unique. So where, where does that come from? Well, thank you. I appreciate that. It's a, it's a compliment. Um, you know, I, I don't know where my singing voice really comes from. I've sang my like my entire life, uh, just you know, like in the shower, like yeah. I think most people do secretly. Um, and you know, in the past year or two, I've really worked to like strengthen it, but um, always wanted to convey like this like soft quality. I, I don't, I don't know, I don't know exactly, but I feel very fortunate to um, have a voice that's you know my own. Yeah, yeah. Are there are there certain artists that you kind of uh, when you started singing that you that you modeled after, or is it uh, just this this wholly uh, original thing that that they came fully formed? You know, there's definitely like a, like a, you know, like a, a voice that I, not a voice that I use, but like, there's a certain quality that I like, and I always want to keep. But, um, you know, when I first started, and it was just literally me and the piano, um, you know, like a singer songwriter, you know, yeah. people like Ingrid Mickelson, or even like Jack Johnson, or um, I don't know, Regina Spector. Okay. That, that's who I was thinking. And then I feel like now, as I've become more comfortable in my voice and my music it's also maybe gotten a little bit jazzy quality or like a little bit um i really like charlotte cardin she i think she's from quebec and okay. yeah so how long has it actually been since you've been doing this this solo thing because i mean i know it's, it's it's a very uh, like you said it's you're fairly new at this right yeah um honestly it's like I'd say seriously, as a solo musician, I want to say I'm just getting started. Like, um, I, you know, I've I've done some music and stuff in the past, but I feel like I really have a grasp on what I want and what I want to hear and what I really, really want to share with people. So, um, you know, I've, I've, you know, been playing a few festivals and stuff in the past few years, but I mean, it's hard now in COVID. Of course, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to really like get started, but um, yeah, you know, I started songwriting probably four or five years ago. Okay. Um, just trying to find a sound, and now I think I found it. So cool. Well, that, that's good. That's good. It's good that you've got a grasp on what you want to do, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, maybe just to go back to what you said about COVID. I mean, you know, I'm I'm, I'm almost sick of asking every artist I talk to about COVID. But how has this affected you? You know, as a relatively new artist, I mean, you want to get your name out there. You want people to hear your music. You want to be able to record and release things. What has this situation been like for you in terms of um, just being able to do what you want to do as a musician? You know the like creatively it has its ebbs and flows I think you know I think like anybody and you kind of have parts where you're a little bit more excited a little bit more like you know writing a bit more and then parts where it doesn't go and you have nothing to really propel you forward or look forward to you have you know less gigs yeah um but it's also been kind of nice because you know I've been Take, been able to have a schedule that allowed me for um, vocal lessons and to you know sit down with like my music and to plan out what I want and you know I I, I will be doing some recording like this summer cool. um, so you know and with recording studios and stuff being closed it's uh it, it's been okay yeah it's been okay <laughs> Have you have you been able to write during this this period, or because a lot of people I've talked to have been completely blocked? They they it seems like oh I have all this time now and then just nothing comes out. How has your creativity been during this this time period? You know it, it's it's been good. I've I've found 
that structure helps with my creativity lately. Okay. So, you know, blocking out that time and almost like setting myself like giving myself that routine helps me because or else I just kind of get in a funk and I'm like, eh, you know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no, it's 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 been good and I'm kind of an eternal optimist, so I'm oh, I'm always the half this glass empty, silver lining kind of person. Yeah. And so, you know, I always try to find that in every day really cool i was looking at your website you know i i tend to do like a minimal amount of research on everyone i interview mm-hmm. try, try not to get too too deep into it sometimes but i noticed you have a thing on there where you're uh, raising funds for uh, i think it was silo mission um so what's the background behind that it's, it's a very cool idea to to you know get, donate money from merchant things to to a good cause like that yeah you know i i really believe that we can do more things when we do things together. And so um, I've always wanted, felt very passionate about when I was, you know, starting music and um, starting everything that 10% of the proceeds would go to helping the community. Um, because, you know, if, if I get to do something I love and to give back, it's just so special. And I think mm-hmm. it just makes, um, I'm better for it and other people are better for it. And, um, to give people an opportunity to contribute in that way, I think is really nice. It's kind of a cool thing to do too, especially because, like you said, you know, you, you're you're just getting started. A lot of people maybe wouldn't do that until they've already well established, and you know. Uh, but it's it's cool that from the get go that you're uh, you're trying to do something charitable. God, it's, it's it's nice to see. Yeah, you know, I, I really value like I really value it, and I recently heard um, like last week it was like you know if you don't give ten cents from every dollar you're, you're never going to going to give, you know, a, like a hundred thousand of from a million or right, you right. Know, anything like that, you know? So I think it does start small and, um, and yeah. Awesome. Well, where can people find your music? I mean, you know, I'm assuming there's probably a lot of people listening who this might be their first exposure to you. So what's the best option to, you know, track down uh, what you have recorded, what you have coming out and then hopefully, you know, you'll have some shows coming up too. So where can people find that information? Yeah, so um, I'm pretty much on. Well, I'm I'm on a, all you know all social media. Instagram's probably my favorite. Okay. Uh, it's at Trista Shea Music is my Instagram. Um, you can also find you know more about me on my website tristashea.com. And um, I do have you know a demo that you know was actually the first song I ever wrote on Spotify. Oh really? Um, <laughs> the first song I ever wrote. Yeah. Um, but just the demo, but really expect more, you know, late this summer, uh, early fall from me. Cool. And then you have a website. Mm-hmm. What's the website address? Tristashay.com. And that's Trista with a T. I know everyone, you know, has is on their computer, but, you know, everyone always thinks Krista or Tristan, but Trista with a T. Right on. <laughs> Just want to enjoy this song
Hi. Well, my name's Carl Mancher. Um, I've been starting this new project, kind of lo-fi ambient project called Night Pour. And uh, it's been about about a year now in the making. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, I think that, you know, when, when your name comes up, I think of you as, as, as being a bass player. And, I mean, I, I think yeah. you as, uh, So this is obviously something that's very different. I mean, you, you know, you play with um, Odd Outfit and with uh, you toured with Apollo Suns, right? Um, and, and so, I mean, you've yeah. got, like, a, that, that's the guy that I, I assume you are whenever I, I, your name comes up. And <laughs> so this is, like, you know, drastically yeah. different sonically than, than, than what I think people are used to hearing from you. So what what is the kind of genesis of this project? Like, uh, why go to um, something so kind of um, abstract and experimental? Yeah, just it seems like so it's out of the like, blue, but I'm sure it's, it's not. Yeah, so like, yeah, I've been a bass player for a very long time, and um, but kind of underneath that, I was also like, I, I started playing guitar before I started playing bass, okay. and a little bit of piano. Um, I played saxophone in high school, so like, I, I was, I've always been kind of like doing playing other instruments as well behind the scenes, but I've been mostly playing bass because that's what I was like, kind of just getting better at and like. Yeah growing with but um yeah i just wanted to do something different uh, with covid and i was on a travel trip and the past few years have been very uh productive but also very um like i was just going through a bunch of stuff and i was thinking about music for a long time and working at this job uh as like a civil engineering technologist and just kind of like i needed something different mm -hmm. especially with this pandemic and coming in and that was kind of like this well i mean it, it's been in the making before that but just trying different things trying new instruments trying different sounds buying a bunch of pedals doing something that i'm kind of out of my comfort zone yeah yeah and so you've and released a few things already with this project and i know you have more kind of on the way is it is it is creating something like this, which is, you know, a lot more, um, I mean, well, first of all, how do, how do you define it? I mean, is it drone? Is it, is it noise? What, what do you call it? it I, I, I honestly, like, it doesn't, it, it's kind of a blend of everything. It, it's funny, like, every project I've kind of been in, it, they've always, like, even if I was playing bass, like, an Odd Outfit yeah. or Apollo, playing with Apollo Suns when I was in Yesu Mystic, like, a whole bunch of other bands that I used to be in, it was always a blend of genres. It was never really, like, this is indie rock straight up or sure, this sure. is jazz straight up this is whatever straight up like i've always been kind of into like a blend of different genres and different styles of music and i've always actually been drawn to classical and ambient as well like kind of just but more of a listener okay so like i don't really i mean it's lo-fi because i only i don't use a daw i just use like my boss loop pedal yep. to like record full tracks and uh just experiment from there and it's very poor quality. <laughs> like I, I'm, I'm not. I, I don't have any experience. Well, or very, very minimal experience with like mixers or right. DAWs or any like any like of music software. So it's I'm I'm because I'm a very tactile learner. I've been I'm mostly I play instruments. And yeah. Like, kind of focus on that. But in the case of this stuff, though, the the, the recording quality I don't think is necessarily. Uh as important as it would be if you were say doing like a jazz record or something right because yeah, because it's, sure. it's it's so um it's, it's harder to put your finger on what's actually happening 
with the music in the first place than, than if you're like, oh, that's a bass, right? Or, oh, there's a yeah. drum. I mean, this is like, oh, there's there's something happening and it's cool, but I can't <laughs> necessarily figure out what it is, right? So I, I was going to ask, though, do you think that, um, is it easier to be creative when you're doing something that's that's not as uh, not as linear, I guess, as this, where, where it's, uh, it's more just um, sound rather than specific songs? Or do you think of it as specific yeah, songs? Um, it really depends on what I'm working on. Like, especially, like, well, this stuff, I could say yes, because I've had a lot more time to work on it. And okay. I've been, like, kind of putting my, like, like, I, I'm not doing it every single day where I'm, like, I'm going to work eight hours onto this, on this ambient yeah. tune. I just kind of do it when I feel like it. And a lot of the times, like, they've, I've been recording it at night. So, but, like, sporadically, not, like, all in one sitting. Right. Except for, right. like, except for uh, when I was in, I was just recently at Collector Studio with uh, Art and Will and... I've been recording like a record there, so. Oh, cool! A record uh, of this but, kind of stuff, or something else? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's similar, but it's a lot more polished, um, and a little bit different too. Because uh, the the EPs that I release, they're all like from my phone. I record right. everything on my phone. There's nothing. There's no like Zoom uh, camcorder or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's all like digital. Like I I recorded samples of my trip. Well, one of them is, like, I recorded samples of my trip when I was in India and Europe. And a couple of me just playing at the piano. Cool. Trying to figure things out. It's very, like, this is just rough. Like, I, I released them all for free because so I'm like, I don't know if anybody wants to pay for, <laughs> to pay for this. But that's almost the perfect <laughs> pandemic way to go about things, right? Because you're limited in, in the sense of, you know, you probably can't go to a studio as much as you would have been yeah. able to before. You, yeah. you have to make music with what you have kind of mm-hmm. in lockdown right so i think it's, it's very um indicative of what a lot, a lot of people are going through where they they're kind of yeah. uh, macgyvering some shit up <laughs> to, to, to you know yeah. to make some music so it's, it's cool once things uh get better assuming they do with the pandemic is this something that you can play live like are you hoping to yeah. to make this a, an actual performance uh i i too? definitely want to make it a performance like just for also during this lockdown i've been like adding a bunch of like I've been buying a bunch of gear too, so like I I've been buying a bunch of synthesizers, oh, and cool. I just recently started using Ableton. Very slow progress though, um, but yeah, I'm definitely thinking of this like as like kind of like just like as is like a like a project. I definitely love to like play live. Yeah, for like like play a couple songs to set and just kind of. But I also want to do like improv on it too because a lot of it, a lot of the pieces are like one takes and like improvise well the ones that i'm also currently writing right yeah, now. yeah yeah well i was gonna ask about that too because yeah i, I, I kind of got the impression that they were from from the recordings that i've heard and so i mean is this i guess this is the kind of thing that you can you can just basically create on a stage somewhere without necessarily playing the established songs right because the songs themselves are, are improv so that, that's cool yeah yeah mm. What's the reception been? I mean, I know you, you know you kind of uh, being self-deprecating about you recorded on a phone and you just kind of made it up as you were going along. But I yeah. mean, how have people reacted to this? Um, it's kind of interesting because like I had a couple friends who'd be like, "Yeah, it's cool." <laughs> <laughs> it's like because like I, I I just like share it, but I don't really ask for a lot of feedback on it. I'm just kind of like, "Hey, I just did this, did a thing." Yeah. And uh, I haven't really gotten much feedback on it, to be honest with you, though. Like, I, I've had maybe, like, one person being like, hey, this is really cool. Keep it up. And I'm like, thanks, man. Like, just, <laughs> yeah, just try. Yeah, yeah. All the best. <laughs> well, I, I guess, yeah. I mean, it's, it's 
like I said at the beginning too, it's very different than what people expect from you, right? So, um, uh, was there was there something that kind of inspired you to, to go this route in the first place when you first started exploring these kind of sounds? I, I actually, to be honest, I've always really wanted to kind of go this route. I just never really had the time to do it. Sure. It, it's like, I mean, I've been listening to all kinds of music my whole life. Like people, if people that have known me for a long time, they know that like, especially the people that I work with, they know that I like, I love all different types of genres, all yeah. different types of instrumentations. And like, I've been like, I play like, and they also know me if they really know me, they know I play guitar. I used to play guitar all the time too. And uh, just experimented with that. Cool. So like, but for other people that don't know like that, like outside of me playing bass and bands and stuff like that, like I, I also been like always into like arranging for other artists and writing and yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, and those bands that like, the, I mean, the bands that people might know you from too, a lot of the stuff that you're playing in those bands is, you know, relatively technical too, right? I mean, it's, it's not, I mean, like someone like Apollo Suns, right? I mean, that's not simple music to play and it does no. a lot going on there. Um, so, I mean, I think that a lot of people hear uh, whatever you want to call it, ambient or drone music and, and they, they have the false assumption that it's something anyone can just do. And I, I mean, they can, but there's definitely like an art to it too, right? It's not just, uh, yeah. here's some random noise I decided to tape. And that was, now I have an album. I mean, there's 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 clearly some kind of. I mean, for me, like there's a it's a bit of both. Like, my intention with a lot of like the work that I've been doing is like, kind of like trying to like I've been reflecting a lot on on the past few years of my life too. Okay. Just like even without COVID, COVID was just like an amplifier of like a lot <laughs> of the stuff I've been feeling. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, I have time to kind of just do this now, and uh, just kind of let it. I, I, I like have ideas in mind for what I want to write. I guess this is just how I've always been writing. It's like I have ideas in mind of what I want to write, but I kind of like let certain things play out okay. and like get the ball rolling. Like, how, like it's like a snowball effect. Like I have one little idea and then I just let it build itself naturally rather than having to be like this part needs to hear. Unless there's like certain parts where it's like I need this specifically played here because right. this works. But it, I guess it just really depends on the piece. But with a lot of this music, it's mostly like I'm just playing and like there, there's meaning behind it too. I just don't like talking about the meaning behind it, other than stuff I've been going through in my life. And well, I think the best part about something that's 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 more abstract like this is that people can like ascribe their own meaning to it. Like mm-hmm. even easier than something with lyrics and something with like a very distinct yeah. verse chorus. For you know, I mean that that stuff you can grab a meaning from as well of course but when it's uh, a little more obscure sonically it's like kind of people can take it in a very different way yeah yeah so if you know people are hearing about this for the first time on this on this show what's the best way for them to find out more to uh listen to the stuff you've already released and uh kind of keep track of what you're up to um for right now just go to night for band camp okay that the the band camp account that i have and just you're gonna look at the the three EPs I have. I may release another one. I have a couple of other like scrap recordings I have. I'm just probably going to put up online and cool. Yeah. But that's the spot. The Bandcamp is the spot. Yeah. Bandcamp is the spot for now. I'm going to be putting everything up on, like I have my Instagram account too. I'm just using it as my personal one right now, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I do the same with, yeah. with the wish police one. So yeah, <laughs> I get it. I get it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to confuse things. Right. So, um, yeah. Cool. Well, yeah, people should check out the EPs, and like, I'm I'm very curious to hear what your uh, more polished version is going to sound like when you have that. Uh, do you know when that's going to be done, or is that sort of just up um, here? So it's going to be like it's in the uh, like I just recorded the bulk of it. 
um, at Collector. Yeah. And uh, actually, with I, actually, I, I shouldn't just say Collector because uh, my good friend Corey Hackaway, he helped me record um, some of the other stuff with it as well. Okay, cool, cool. At his at the Jam Space, they have actually close by the Collector too, and he cool. was helping me out with a couple of the couple of the pieces as well. Um, just for like the recording me part. Yeah, yeah. And uh, just for ideas and stuff too. So do you, um, do you have a timeline for like when people should expect it? I, I kind of want to release it around May, June, um, but also uh, a bit later, or maybe a bit later because I'm I'm not too sure. It, it, it'll be this year for sure. Right. Like it's just I'm kind of like just trying to build 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 it up a bit. Yeah, um, yeah. Get the hype up. I still need. I'm gonna. <laughs> I, I need like all the social media right now. <laughs> like I still have to build up my facebook the facebook page or like um i don't have i'm I'm not going on twitter i'm not going to do that nor snapchat or any of the any of those social i've never had a twitter account so that's out of the question (laughs) um i i i have also like i want to talk to a couple friends of mine for like a photo shoot or just something really basic for some media yeah that's a good idea Awesome. Well, yeah, I'm looking forward looking forward to hearing it, and uh, hopefully people yeah, will uh, ch- yeah, hopefully people will check it out after 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 hearing you on here. So appreciate it, and uh, good luck with the record.